Can somebody type, thank you, Jesus? Can somebody type, thank you, Jesus? So one thing that we do every Friday is that we say Friday is a motivational Friday. So let me let me tell you something small and then we push. Ama, Daddy, without the respect, um, was it on the on the Monday I told my wife pray about it? That before I came online, the Lord told me something. He said, Tell my people, don't let your mouth then don't allow your mouth bring onto your head a burden and i was like ah this this statement today don't let your mouth bring upon your life a burden i don't know whether this is a motivation or a caution please there are some of us that do not concern our lives we want to say because everybody is speaking we also want to speak because everyone is saying it, we also want to say because everybody is doing it we also want to do please i beg of you don't allow your mouth to say something that will become a burden upon your life tomorrow no 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 don't allow yourself to be burdened by something that has not concerned you that you still want to say assembly when far home oko kabia ebia na enomi bibiti mi ametata so i just want to say that that statement and then i push i don't know how you understand it but yeah i told you that okay i don't know how you understand it but that is how i can say it my name is the otia sesifa but sana meti meti me akano and i believe we, 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 you all heard me okay so having said that i want to enter into the word of the lord can we pray spirit of god we bless you spirit of god we exalt your name spirit of god we say thank you to how far you have brought us in the mighty name of jesus we stand in awe of your holiness we stand oh god as vessels unto you that today you will anoint us like never before that you will empower us like never before so that we can pour unto your people in the mighty name of jesus use me to bring glory to yourself increase so that i may decrease increase lord so that i may decrease in the mighty name of jesus take the center stage and when you are done take all the glory lord we pray that you will endow us we pray that you will open the eyes of understanding we pray that you will empower us like never before we pray that you will give us divine illumination we pray that you will give us an understanding of your word so that we will not walk as men with no understanding but as men with enough understanding in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen thank you jesus so i want to i want to start with a statement paul said <laughs> i want to start with a statement paul said it will baffle you to know yeah there are there are a lot of things in this script in in the bible but because some of us we don't want to learn that is why we don't understand and that is why we can't see but, but for people like like myself and like pastor francis and like 
Papa Elvisent, you will learn because we will teach. Can you open your Bible and let's see something in First Peter chapter five, verse twelve? First Peter chapter five, verse twelve. Today, Papa Elvisent is not here, so I have to do the reading myself. First Peter chapter number one, chapter number five, the verse number twelve. Let me read. Paul, Peter was writing, and he said, "I, I have written briefly." Exhorting and testifying that That this is the true grace of God Wherein ye stand I repeat This is the true grace of God I have written briefly Exhorting and testifying That this is the true grace of God Wherein ye stand so Peter wanted us to know that there is something called the true grace of God. He wanted the people to know that there is something called true grace. And there is something called false grace. But he was admonishing them that for them they are standing in the true grace. Okay. If it is so, I just want to read one or two scriptures. And then we push to the glory of God. If it is so. Then something also happened in the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 4. Jude chapter 1. I want to combine these scriptures and then I push. Jude chapter 1 verse 4. I read from here. The Bible says that. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before old. Who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Some men appeared in the church. Some men appeared in the kingdom of which they still exist. When these men came, they turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. That is a false grace. They explained grace for people to know that you can do whatever you want and still enjoy grace. Appeared in church, people appeared in the kingdom in the days of Peter, in the days of Jude. Some people appeared, and this were how they were living their lives. This were how they were going about preaching unto people. This were how they were going about equipping people with the word of the Lord. They wanted them to know that you because grace is free, because grace is a gift, because God has given grace to all men, because all men receive grace, they can do whatever they want. And Peter drew a lie and said, There is a grace called the true grace. And today that is what I want to hammer. I will enter into the definitions of what Papa Papa gave on the Wednesday. I will enter into certain things that he spoke about the um, um on the Wednesday and then I push from there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I feel the heat already. So Paul, sorry, Peter was emphasizing the true grace of God. Because there was a false grace. There was a false teaching about grace. People were preaching in churches. And turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. And even in this day, it is happening. Prophet, man of God, please your work, a prophet of God. Even in this day, he said there were some people preaching about grace. But what they, they are preaching about grace, they are turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. 
<laughs> and Peter said that, but where you stand, wherein you stand here, you are standing in the true grace of God. Papa Mason, please, you're welcome. You are standing in the true grace of God. And he said, This thing has been happening even to today. It has been happening and even till today, it has been happening. It is going on. And I remember when Papa was preaching about grace on the Wednesday, he said something. He said, you are not supposed to take grace for granted. And I will enter into that place too. So Jude was also warning. He warned the children of God against ungodly men who had crept into the church and were turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Amen. The true grace of God, it teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly trust. Whoever tells you that because you have grace, you can do whatever you want, it is a lie. The true grace of God, it teaches men to deny ungodliness and to deny worldly lust. So when the true grace of God is being preached, man cannot hear that message and still enter into ungodliness and still enter into unrighteousness. Okay, uh, scripture has dropped. Let, let's let's see something in Titus chapter two. I I I pray I get that one. Titus, where is Titus? Teacher Titus, where are you? Today my boss is not here, so I'm doing it alone. Titus chapter number two, verse eleven. I read. Listen to the word of the Lord. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. Daddy, please you're welcome. Daddy Tony, please you're welcome. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. Verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Hmm. us so the grace of God has appeared to all men the true grace of God has appeared to all men and what does the true grace of God teaches us the Bible says that that grace is teaching us that we should deny ungodliness so you cannot have grace and still continue in sin hmm. so what is true grace true grace it denies ungodliness Mm. <laughs> so when you come into contact with the true grace of God It must teach you to deny ungodliness And worldly trust According to Titus chapter 2 Verse 11 and 12 Let me read the verse number 12 again Daddy Andrews I salute grace Much love and much respect sir More grace He said teaching us that Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So, in this present world, when we hear about grace, it should teach us to live soberly. Must we continue in sin because grace abounds? He said, no. God forbid. 
God forbid that because of grace we, 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 we should wallow in sin. God forbid. So when the true grace appears to you, it must teach you, it must teach me to deny ungodliness. And, you, and today in the church, we have a lot of Christians. Oh grace. Oh grace. Oh grace. I'm enjoying grace. So we do whatever we can do because of grace. A lot of a lot of things are going on because of grace. Now people do not fear God again because of grace. <laughs> people do not have reverence for God anymore because of grace. Because when you talk about it, they will tell you there is abundant grace. My God. Then if that is what you also say, if that is what I also say, then today the word of the Lord is telling us that true grace must teach us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. So if there is a lust in your heart, true grace is teaching us that we need to deny it. We don't need to hold on to it. My God. <laughs> I want to tell you this afternoon that true grace I don't know the kind of grace that some people preach And they are able to still engage themselves in sin They fall into sins, uh, sin easily That if you come into contact with the true grace of God Then the true grace of God is not permissiveness The true grace of God is not permissiveness the true grace of God is never an excuse for sin Nor does it condone sin The true grace of God is not an excuse for sin The true grace of God does not condone sin What is sinful is sinful What is sinful is sinful What is sinful is sinful The true grace of God it's not permissiveness. The true grace of God is not an excuse for sin. And that is what Paul talked about the other day. And the man of God preached about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll go down there. The true grace of God. It is not permissiveness. The true grace of God. It is not an excuse for sin. And it does not condone sin. <laughs> I'm going to do something. The true grace of God, it does not suggest that God turns his head and pretends he does not see our sin. Because the grace of God is upon your life, does not mean that God supports any sinful nature. <laughs> that God supports sinful nature. Hey! You're all welcome. So true grace does not suggest that God turns his head and pretends he does not see our sin. Or, or because, because of our our our, our uh, there, there is something that we always say. Soon soon penesuhuna memory. So because sometimes man man is having weakness. It doesn't mean that God will have any excuse for our disobedience. 
it doesn't mean that God will have any excuse for our disobedience there is no excuse for disobedience disobedience before God is sin there is no excuse for it the other day I preached here and I told you that even partial obedience is sin partial they are telling you have done it all but you did have even that we heard that it is a sin then how much more disobedience so the Lord does not turn or the Lord does not give excuse the reason why grace has been given unto us is that we can be able to overcome sin because grace is power grace is power so when the grace of the Lord comes upon somebody that person must be able to activate that grace and, and, and overcome sin grace is power I will get there. <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm a grace, grace, grace. It never takes away our responsibility to keep the commandments of God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It never takes away that responsibility. But rather it enables us to obey them. When grace was not available, people were falling short. But God made available grace. So that by that power, we can overcome sin. So that by that power, we can rule over sin. So that by that power, my God So that by that power We can rule over sin So the church must realize That God does not overlook our sins I want everyone to realize To know that God does not overlook our sin A day is coming And you know it and because he doesn't overrule it one thing that he has provided is grace he has given us this 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 divine substance called grace so that we may be free from the clutches of sin in order to do the will of god so in order to do the will of god and it's not easy to do the will of god unless grace unless god gives you grace so in order to do the will of god in order to have dominion over sin one thing the lord has done and one thing the lord is still doing is that he has provided grace apostle cancer please you're welcome i saw mama belinda too you're welcome he has provided grace <laughs> and one thing i love um, um, um from the book of romans chapter 5 the verse number 20 b the bible says that where sin abounds where sin abounds grace can much more abound but be abonnied grace grace has been provided so that man can be able to reign a rule over sin have dominion over sin so grace is not a license grace is not a free license for men to sin or do whatever they want but it is a supernatural provision 
it is a supernatural enablement it is a supernatural empowerment given to us from above so that we by the grace of God can do the will of God so that we by the grace of God can overcome sin so that we by the grace of God Mrs. Nemo please you're welcome I didn't see you Mami Brago please you're welcome I didn't see you all. oh wow God bless you all Real Edgar please you're welcome So whenever in, whenever the church hears grace we think that it is a passport we think that it is a passport to do silly things we hide behind the power of grace and we do a lot of things spiritual perpetual please you're welcome we hide behind grace and we do a lot of things but may the lord give us enough grace of late anytime i say i talk about this i say enough grace May the Lord give us grace to overcome any weakness. May the Lord give us grace to overcome every weakness. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord give us grace to overcome every weakness. May the Lord give us grace to overcome our flesh. May the Lord give us grace to overcome the lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh and the pride of life in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord give us grace to overcome all these. So when Papa present was explaining grace or defining grace, he gave us two definitions. I want to use those two definitions to say something small and then we pray. Thank you, Jesus. He said that grace is an undeserved and unmerited favor. It is God's sovereign goodness and kindness towards us. That is a summary of what I took from what he said in the first one. He said that grace is undeserved and unmerited favor from God. And it is a sovereign goodness and kindness towards us. Okay. And he gave another definition and said that grace is divine enablement and strength. <laughs> it is a transforming it is an enabling and an energizing power so when the grace of god comes upon man it is able to transform when the grace of god comes upon man it is able to enable them when the grace of god comes upon man it is able to energize them that is why i pray for you this afternoon that may the grace of the lord transform your situation in the mighty name of jesus may you be transformed from list and liberdosa into abundance in the mighty name of jesus by the grace of god may you be transformed in the mighty name of Jesus may you be transformed from a man with no influence to a man full of influence and affluence in the mighty name of Jesus by the grace of God may you be enabled may you receive a divine enablement may you receive a divine deposit that would change your situation around in the mighty name of Jesus by the grace of God may you receive a divine transformation a divine enablement and a divine energizing May you be energized. So when when Saul met Jesus at Damascus, when he came into contact with grace, everything concerning his life was changed. Mm. May you meet grace. 
I know a lot of us we are enjoying grace, but we don't have understanding. We don't even know the kind of grace we enjoy. We don't know whether grace is working for us or grace is working against us. But may you meet grace in the name of Jesus. So he said that grace is power. And what kind of power is that? Grace has the power to change us. Grace has the power to keep us. Grace ha- has the power to use us. Hey. The power to change us is grace. The power to keep us is grace. The power to use us is grace. My God. My God. My God. So there are some people they have begun ministry. There are some people they are doing things in ministry, but they have not been kept because they are not under the, the canopy of grace. So there is a grace that sustains man. There is a grace that keeps man. Hmm. In this ministry, in your marriage, there is a grace that can keep you in your marriage. There is a grace that can keep you in your business. There is a grace that can sustain you in your business. There is a grace when come upon you. When that grace comes upon your life. When that grace comes upon you. People will die and go. People will leave ministry and go. But you will have longevity in ministry. You will be sustained in ministry. Financially you will be sustained. In the mighty name of Jesus. And that is the grace I am talking about. So grace has the power to keep Grace has the power to change. Grace has the power to use us. When a man is being used, it is grace. My God. Now very soon I will be entering into why we are called vessels. And you will love the power of grace. So grace is a divine enablement. Last year by this time I talked about grace. And I explained a lot of things. I thank God for those who are here with us. So you can you can read First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 Mama fire prayer please you're welcome And you know that grace Is enablement mm. Grace Grace is a divine substance That God deposited into us When we are in need Grace It is a divine substance That the Lord deposits in us When we are in need Grace Grace is God's divine enablement. My God. Grace. Grace. <laughs> and the second part is that. Grace. Grace. It is the only thing that can transform a man's life. Grace. Grace. Show me a great man. And I will show you a man transformed by grace. Hmm. I will show you a woman transformed by grace. I'm telling you. Because grace is a divine empowerment. Because grace keeps. Because grace preserves my God. Grace is a divine enablement. It's a divine empowerment. And it's the only thing that transforms a man's life. A man's life can be transformed in a matter of minutes. Let me be you seconds. In a matter of seconds, you have no idea. 
When a man encounters grace, his life can change in a minute. When a man encounters true grace, his life can change in a matter of minutes. You don't need hours. <laughs> you don't need days. You don't need weeks. You don't need months. Just a matter of seconds. Grace can turn a man's life around. When a man comes into contact with grace, his life changes. When a man comes into contact with grace, everything about his life becomes new. And people begin to wonder. And that is why I pray for you this afternoon. Adios, Karahadis. Adibros. May you come into contact with the true grace of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said, may you come into contact with the true grace of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you are struggling even in your marriage. May you come into contact with the sustaining grace of God. Adabadosa. May you come into contact with that grace. May that grace be deposited in your in your life. So grace has the power to change. It has the power to keep. And it is also having the power to use. Ayabadaha. <laughs> Until, until the Lord gives you grace from above Nothing will change in your life Every life and its stages So there is a saying that goes like Life is in phases Men are in stages So life is in stages Men are in phases today. There are stages of life There are stages even in ministry, there are levels, there are stages. And wherever level you, you get to, you still need grace. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know the kind of level you are. But I want you to understand that whatever level you are, you still need grace. Trust that lady, please, you're welcome. I don't know the kind of level you are. But there are some people... When God blesses them with some, some, some grace, they feel they have reached. <laughs> there are some people when they are able to pray and people's eyes are opened. They stop praying again because they have reached. Every level and the kind of grace you need. I will get to that by the message of God and by His grace. <laughs> okay So I said grace is the only thing That can transform your life And transform our life Do you know that by the impartation of grace We are able to keep our hearts free from bitterness I saw this in scripture by the impartation of grace We are able to keep our hearts From bitterness I saw this in scripture According to Hebrews chapter number 12 Verse 15 If somebody is there Let's read it together Hebrews chapter number 12 The verse number 15 Thank you Holy Spirit 
Hebrews chapter number 12 verse 15 and that is Hebrews 12:15 I read the Bible says that looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled looking up looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God when you fail of the grace of God or when you, when you fail when it comes to grace or when you fall when it comes to grace your heart can be full of bitterness it takes grace to forgive mm. it takes grace that is why I said whatever, name, whatever stage you are in life you need grace some of us the reason why every day we are fighting in our marriages is that we are keeping records bad records he has done this he has done that almost every time we are keeping records but when you have enough grace when you have that grace when the grace of the lord comes upon your life you are able to forgive easily you are able that's why when i was talking about love the other time i prayed that may god give us grace to love that was the prayer i led us to pray that may god give us grace to love every endeavor you find yourself in, in life or in this life you need the grace of god you need the grace of god you need the grace of god the grace of god <laughs> because grace is essential for controlling your emotions it is essential for controlling my emotions so if i cannot control my emotions i need grace what prayer i have to continue to pray unto god is that oh god give me grace to control my emotions because grace is power so maybe among your friends in your relationship at the workplace people know you to be evil people know you to be somebody that is not worthy of a relationship so maybe you cannot control your heart because of your heart you are losing a lot of people because of your heart you are losing a lot of friends because of your heart you are losing a lot of helpers because of your heart so many things you are losing them please go on your knees and pray to god that oh god give me grace to control my emotions there is a grace that helps us to control our emotions hmm. because grace is power so we don't just see grace we, we don't just see grace and, and, and say that because of grace so this thing will not happen to me no 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 grace is a divine enablement it helps us even in our weaknesses Hattie you're welcome all those that entered but I didn't see please you're welcome so maybe your heart is giving you trouble you get angry so easily you switch moods almost every time please you need grace to control your emotions you need to go to the Lord and pray to the Lord that, oh God 
Give me grace to control my emotions. Give me grace to rule over my heart. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because we need grace in every aspect of our lives. I want to break it down like this so that you know that whatever you are battling with, whatever stage you have got into in life, whatever you are battling with, you need grace. You need grace. You need the Lord to deposit on you a substance called grace. It is power. It is not just unmerited favor. It is also a divine enablement. It is not just unmerited favor. It is also a divine deposit. Grace. When the grace of God appears, when the grace of God is able to rest upon your life, when the grace of God is able to rest upon your situation, when the grace of God is able to come into your life, it will change things around in your life. I don't know what you are battling with. I don't know the kind of things you are battling with almost every time of your life. I don't know the addictions you are battling with. Sir, you need grace. Can you go on your knees? I respond, mighty woman. Can you go on your knees and speak to God that, oh God, give me grace to overcome this. Give me grace to overcome these. Give me grace. Because grace is power to overcome sin. Grace was given unto man so that we can be able to overcome sin. Give me grace. <laughs> Give me grace. Adivada. A lot of us, we have heart issues character issues yet we are Christians we have character issues a lot of us in our relationships in our workplaces yet we are Christians sir go before God and ask him of his grace there was a grace that came upon Saul a man who was running after the, uh, uh, running after the children of God Taking their lives There was a grace that came upon him And his life His whole life turned around His entire life Turned around That grace is still available You are no worse off than So I tell you You are no worse You are no worse Of than so But by the grace of God He was also being used. I said, the grace of God is able to change us. I said, the grace of God is able to keep us. I said, the grace of God is able to use us. There are some situations that you don't need the counseling of men. Do you know the number of counselors a lot of us we have gone to? But until we met grace. Until we met grace. It is because some of us we don't know what grace actually is. 
today I present to you as grace that grace is power grace is enablement there are some situations mama you need to go through so that you will mature in the things of God you need grace to go through it's not everything you pray that that it leaves your life some things comes into some things come into our life to make us strong don't pray them away pray for grace to go through because maturity comes from experience in the same way wisdom mm. we grow through trials we grow through things. so if you are one person who is always crying i'm going through this suffering i am no 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 sometimes you need grace to go through not grace to complain you need grace to go through not every suffering uh, not every suffering have come to kill you some of them it has come to toughen your skin for the journey some of them they have come to toughen your skin for the journey that lies ahead of you don't pray them away pray for grace to go through so that through that you can grow through that you can mature that is why grace abounds and i pray for greater grace for everybody on this platform anybody going through the situations of life i pray for greater grace for your life that you will receive greater grace to go through in the mighty name of jesus so that when the time is due you'll be rewarded grace gives grace it gives <laughs> I am a daughter. Grace gives. So this man called Paul, who was who who formerly had, he he was wasting the church of God. If you read Galatians chapter one verse thirteen, this man was just wasting people, wasting lives. But when he came into contact with the true grace of God, <laughs> when he came into contact with the true grace of God, his life changed. And he said something in first corinthians chapter 15 i think the verse number nine or the verse number 10 he said by the grace of god i am who i am now people see me and they call me paul because of the grace of god people see me and they call me mighty man of valor because of the grace of god at first i was wasting lives but today I am winning souls. At first I was destroying lives. But today I am bringing souls to the kingdom. If you come into contact with the grace of God, you will not destroy but you will build. When the grace of God comes upon your life, you will not destroy but you will build. Sometimes when people in the church are destroying, please pray for them that they will come into contact with the true grace of God. One day, one day, when they come into contact with the true grace of God, they will know they will know how to channel their strength tomorrow <laughs> they will know how to channel their strength where to channel their strength and how to go about it the grace of god transformed the life of paul may that grace transform your life as well in the mighty name of jesus so somebody like so, so 
Peter became Paul. He received a huge grace, I tell you. We call it greater grace. I also call it exceedingly abundant grace. I will talk about it. <laughs> In your time of need, grace is given. In times of need, grace is given. There are, I've told you that there are stages in life There are certain Stages when you get there You need grace No man can help you That is why God has God has made available grace So that when men get to such places He will just deposit that grace Into us In times of need You need grace in times of pain, you need grace, my God. You need grace. <laughs> uh, so, if you read uh, for the sake of time, I cannot be reading the but let me give you the scriptures Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Yesterday, I was learning these things uh, and I slept through it. It's not easy, this work. Grace is given in times of need. Grace. That is what the Bible says that Come boldly to the throne of grace That we may obtain mercy And find grace To help in time of need Hey, I repeat that The Bible says that we should come boldly Don't be afraid Don't come murmuring But rather come boldly Don't come fearful don't come having fear in your heart. The Bible says that. No, 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 no. Come boldly. Come boldly. And when you are able to come boldly, <laughs> they come to the throne of grace. And when you come to the throne of grace, you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So grace is given in times of need. I don't know the stage you have gotten in life But I pray for the grace of God To come upon your life In, in times of need May grace locate you In your time of trouble When you cry unto God May he make available grace unto you In the mighty name of Jesus May grace be released in the time Of need and we call that grace sustaining grace. Somebody says sustaining grace. <laughs> sustaining grace. The problem will not kill you. <laughs> sustaining grace. Sustaining grace. My God. I call that grace sustaining grace. Anytime that you are under pressure and you call upon the name of the Lord and you keep your attitude right with him there is a grace he gives and that is called the sustaining grace <laughs> so the enemy will think that that trouble that has come upon your life will destroy you but that trouble cannot destroy you because there is something the Lord has placed upon your life called the sustaining grace <laughs> We shall be sustained by the grace of God.
Mm. As that we shall be sustained by the grace of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every soul on this platform shall be sustained by the grace of God. So the sustaining grace of God is available. I don't know the situation you are in. But I have come with the truth. That there is a grace that is able to keep men in difficult times. There is a grace that is able to keep men in trying times. There is a grace that is able to keep men in difficult times. Because that grace the sustaining grace of God. And I pray for you that may the sustaining grace of God be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. May the sustaining grace of God be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to say some few things and then I enter into why we are being called vessels. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When when Papa was preaching on the Wednesday, he said something. He said, God gives grace to the humble. Okay. I want to say that again, that grace is only given to the humble. And by that, I want to add why we are being called vessels to it. And then I push there. Sir, grace is only given to the humble. Hmm. I can prove it to you with a lot of scriptures. Grace. Grace is only given to the humble. The Bible says that he gives more grace. Wisdom, please, you're welcome, sir. I salute you, sir. He gives more grace to the humble. Mm. Now, why are we called vessels? Now give me all your all your attention. The other day I told you on this platform that when when a child goes to school, it is not only pen and book the child needs. The child needs something called attention. It doesn't matter the food the child is being given with. It doesn't matter the money the child is being given. It doesn't matter the books the child is being given. It doesn't matter the pen. When the child sits in class with no attention, the the child will not receive anything. So give me your attention and let's learn something small here. Why are we called vessels? Why are men of God called vessels? Why are people in the vineyard called vessels? Listen, when God created man, when God created man, He created something in every man. It is hollow. <laughs> hollow. H-O-L-L-O-W-O-W-E-R. Yeah. He created something in a man that needs to be filled. Listen. Any vessel you take, there is something in that vessel that is hollow, ready to receive. When Okay, so let's pick a jug. A jug is a vessel. When you pick the jug, you see a hollow part of the jug. That is where, very good, that is where we pour or we put something into. I don't know whether somebody is following me. When you pick a plate, it is the hollow area that is where you put something. If it is food, you will put it there. If it is water, if it is soup, you will put it inside the hollow place. Okay. Listen. 
we are called vessels because of that nature because God always wants to pour something into us God always wants to pour his some part of him into us God always wants to fill us so we hear some some words like fill me Lord fill me Lord fill me Lord so that hollow part that is where the Lord pours and that is our heart say what you have in that hollow part will determine the spirit using you so the reason why the Lord gives more grace to the humble is that the humble is always empty the proud always is always full of himself the proud man is always full not ready to receive the proud man is not ready to be filled because every proud man is already full so there is no space for the Lord to, to fail so the Lord will continue to give more grace to the humble because every humble man is always empty every humble man is always ready to receive so most of us though we are men of God but we can't receive from God anymore why because we are full of ourselves most of us we cannot receive from God anymore because we are not empty we are already filled we excuse me we are already filled with the bitterness excuse me I'm coming so most of us we cannot receive from the Lord because we are already filled and full but the Lord will, give, will continue to give more grace to the humble because the humble is always empty always ready to receive mm. there are a lot of people in the house of God they cannot be filled with grace again because they are full of themselves and there are some they are not full of themselves but they are full of bitterness what have you filled that hollow part of you of your life apple of God's eye mama please you welcome what have you filled in that hollow part of your life the Lord wants to fill you but you are full already the Lord wants to add something to your life but you are full already the Lord wants to fill you with his part but you are full already the Lord wants to add more grace so that you can continue to do greater works in this kingdom and in this fire but most of us are already full we are full of ourselves we are full of bitterness we are full of envy we are full of jealousy we are full of lust so why can the Lord pour so when the Bible says that the Lord gives more grace to the humble Abadosha, may God have mercy on us so when the Bible says that the Lord gives more grace to the humble what is the, what is the Lord trying to tell us it means that the humble is always prepared the humble is always ready to receive from the Lord therefore the Lord can pour at any time but compare the humble to the proud and you will see that even when 
<laughs> the proud is about to receive the, the proud is like I know already when the proud enters into a church whatever that is going on he knows already the proud doesn't need anything again because they are full of themselves <laughs> I remember the days of, of Pentecost <laughs> I remember the days of Pentecost There was a testimony there that A lot of people were filled by the Holy Spirit But do you know that others were filled with envy There were some around that same place They were filled with envy Whilst others were filled with the Holy Spirit Whilst there was a grace revival that the Holy Spirit was filling people That the Holy Spirit was filling vessels Some people were being filled with envy At that time Is that not strange? That in the same church People are being filled with the Holy Spirit And others are being filled with envy Jealousy Is it not strange that in the same church People are being filled with the Holy Spirit every day But most of us are being filled with is it not strange The same church The same vessel the Lord is using to bless us Some are being blessed And some are not blessed Is it not strange That is, is very strange Is it not strange That we can be under the same grace Yet some will, will receive the grace And some will not receive the grace Because some are whole some are empty, ready to receive, and some are full with no space to receive. <laughs> no space to receive, yet we are in church. No space to receive, yet we are always praying. Why should God pour His grace? And one thing that I always say is that say, <laughs> uh, Some of us we have, we have come far because of humility And we still want to humble ourselves so that we can go far And anytime I talk about humility I want to quickly add That there is a thin line between humility and timidity There are some people They are full of fear the fact that they see you and they are bowing down does not mean Hey Mama Grace Mama Grace Mama you are welcome There are some people The fact that they, they see you and they, they bow down does not mean they are humble Because There is a thin line between humility and timidity Some people are not humble They are timid <laughs> Some people are not humble. They are just timid. Osro. So there are people who are timid in the house of God when you see them. Okay, go and grab the mic and sing. Oh no, I won't go. May say, oh, you're timid. And we have a lot of people in the church like that. 
when they see you coming then they sit down quietly because of timidity not humility because of timidity not humility no if you don't search for that you will be deceived by people with such nature I mean when you are timid I know because humility is strength humility it is strength <laughs> Anna, you're welcome. humility is strength humility is courage it is only in Ghana that when somebody is able to speak his mind that person is proud when somebody is courageous we see the person to be proud <laughs> because we really don't know the difference between pride and courage do you think that the, the fact that the person so so Jesus pulling out a cane to beat the people in the church if you don't possess courage can you do that that is not pride that is correcting something that needs to be corrected so we need to know the difference between humility courage timidity pride all these things we need to know the differences so we know how to work with it humility is strength humility it is strength i tell you so the lord is not able to pour into us because most of us our vessels are already full most of us our vessels are already full but i speak to you as a servant of the lord that the lord wants to pour himself into you the question is are you ready in the day of pentecost some people were filled with the holy spirit some were filled with envy some people were filled with faith some people were filled with power but others were filled with indignation some were filled with the fruit of righteousness but some were also filled with satan some were filled with satan some have been filled with the lord the spirit of the lord every day but others have been filled with satan hmm. <laughs> it's a strange thing it's a strange thing it depends on what it is it depends on your source so some have been filled with the spirit of god some are also being filled with and that makes it very strange so mama you are a vessel unto god the lord calls you a vessel because he always wants to pour into you but the question is are you ready are you really empty do you have that heart to receive from him the lord wants to release his grace upon people upon vessels because a human name will have he always wants to equip people for the journey but most of us are not ready because most of us are already failed we are full no place to adjust there is no place to adjust but this afternoon by the message of grace i want you to know that whether you were a prophet 
whether you are a singer whatever you are doing in the vineyard I want you to understand that you are a vessel of honor you can be a vessel of honor and you can be a vessel of dishonor a vessel of honor is always ready to be filled a vessel of dishonor is already full so the master cannot use so there are some vessels the master cannot use because that vessel is already full but by the mercies of God I plead unto every soul on this platform this afternoon that said empty yourself of yourself and let the Holy Spirit fill you empty yourself and let the Spirit of the Lord fill you because the Spirit of the Lord wants to use you the Spirit of the Lord wants to use me some of us our spirits are not ready to receive because we know too much some of us our spirit man is not ready to receive because we know too much the reason why some of us are not seeing the grace of God manifest in our lives is that we know too much the, the reason the grace of God is not moving as it ought to move in our lives is that we know too much we think we know too much and we are never prepared to learn new things neither are we prepared to receive from above sir the grace of god is always available and the grace of god always wants to be released upon people and i want to petition you today that if you if you check your spirit and you see that you are full of yourself already please release that bitterness listen there are some of us we started so powerfully but we have allowed the world to fill our heart with unnecessary things some of us we started so powerfully some of us we could sing some of us we could play instruments some of us we could preach some of us we could go to evangelism and stuff the spirit of the lord was always pouring into us but when something began to happen and we saw that we too we have been used by god then we allowed our heart then we allowed our heart to be filled with another substance and not grace a lot of us as men of god we have the power the lord placed on us it has come down not because the lord hates us but because we are too full of ourselves now the lord has no place to fail again so of late when you minister it doesn't touch anybody i'm a glorious you're welcome turn another you're welcome so a lot of us even when we minister it doesn't touch again and you're like eh, 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 the church uh, 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 they don't recognize it's not about recognition it's about your output maybe you are still singing as you used to sing but the question is have you received new grace for the journey or are you relying on the on the anointing of yesterday <laughs> are you relying on the anointing of yesterday 
or you are moving with a new grace daddy new grace is being released every day anointing is being poured every day but the question is have you made yourself available to be filled are you receiving or you are already full you are not called a vessel for nothing you are called a vessel because the lord wants to fail i am called a vessel because the lord wants to fill me every day am i being filled or am i already full that is the question i want you to answer when the time is to you are you being filled or are you already full Baba said you welcome. Are you being filled? Or are you already full? A full container. Let me read what daddy has written. Daddy says that a full container can never be filled. But we should empty raw natural things in us for us to be tools fit for his purpose. Thank you, sir. Sir. Some of us we have allowed the, the things of this world to fill our lives. Integrate in your coin now fill it. When God started using you small and you received oil, when God started using you small, and when you lift your hands, people begin to fall under the anointing. You have become proud when you started singing small and an anointing passed your life now you have lifted your shoulders please the day you become full of yourself and the day that the Lord the day that the anointing will have no place to be filled that day you will lack oil as a vessel you need to be filled every day as a vessel you need to be filled every day of your life maybe you have not heard this before but I'm telling you from scripture I am telling you from scripture maybe some people are saying that I am not working in the church I am a nurse <laughs> I am a I am a doctor. What about that? Sir, everything we are doing on this earth, we are vessels. If I am a doctor, I am a vessel of healing. So I need to always be available to receive. The day I see myself that I have gotten there, that is why there was this nature in Paul. Every day he forgets Forgetting about what is behind And pressing on So every day The glory of yesterday He doesn't care about it He always wants to press on He always wants to be filled For greater works Every day in the life of Paul He wants to forget about what is in the past And focus what is ahead of him and on Monday, I will tell you three, three levels of grace, if God permit. I will tell you three levels of grace. 
and three factors of grace. There are some levels. I'll tell you on Monday by the grace of God. And I'll tell you three factors of grace. So that it will, when, when it comes to the matter of grace, you will know how to position yourself. But I've gone, I've gone over all that Papa Vincent has taught or what he taught us on Wednesday. And I've added just a little to it. And I've added just a little to it. And I want you to understand that the grace of God is always available. But are there vessels who are also available? Are there vessels that are also available? May the Lord fill you. Anybody on this platform that is empty for the Lord's filling, may God fill you. May God fill you. Do you know that there are some of us, eh? We are so full of ourselves that we even think that certain prayer topics I won't pray. Oh, this prayer I've prayed before. Oh, this message I've heard it before. That is the nature of man. If you leave man, that is the actual nature of man. But a regenerated man doesn't think like that. There is something called humility to understand that even if the thing I know, I need to sit down and listen. Maybe there will be something that will change my life. That is the mark of a humble person. That is the true mark of a humble person. That you need to be humble to understand that. And 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 in, in, in our settings, do you know that everybody or anyone who is humble, a lot of us think that you are you are too weak and you are a fool. But today, by the message of grace, I tell you that humility is power. Humility is strength. <laughs> humility it is power. Humility is strength. So don't don't think that and people are saying that will be our hand will be oh please to go far you need to be humble and one thing I have learned in this our work with God is that something brought a man from above to this earth say that same thing cannot take you to heaven what do I mean it was pride that brought the devil from heaven to this earth don't ever think that pride can take you from earth to heaven it can happen it can happen something that brought a man from above cannot take a man from below to above today's generation we are doing well but today's generation we are full of pride. We are full of ourselves. But I want to speak to a man. I want to speak to a woman. Who is ready to empty him or herself. For the Lord to fail one more time. And if that man is ready. Then I pray. Then be the spirit of God. Fill that man. Fill that woman. In the mighty name of Jesus.
let there be an infilling of the spirit of God let there be an infilling of grace in the mighty name of Jesus that we need grace to carry on this journey without grace we cannot complete I wish you were here on the Wednesday when the man of God was preaching about grace Grace. As if prayer is a necessity for survival. I think grace is more than that. Yes, sir. Grace is more than that. Sir, when you hear grace, when you enter into any place and we say that pray for grace, please don't play with it. Because the very essence of your life is grace. Whether something good will come out of your life, it shall surely be grace. If something better will come out of your life, then it will come out of your life because of grace. Because I've told you that grace is power. And grace has the power to change. Grace has the power to keep. And grace has the power to use. So when the grace of God comes upon a man, it has the power to change the man. You can be dangerous like Saul, but it can turn and transform you to a poor. You can be so dangerous like in the book of Nazar, but one day you will come into contact with grace. <laughs> one day you will come into contact with the grace of God. And your life will turn around. And that grace that is able to turn the lives of men, change and transform men, may that grace fall upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I petition the heavens upon your life today that as you are hearing the message of grace, may that grace that is able to turn the lives, listen, grace can turn you from one to, 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 to abundance. Monday I'll talk about that <laughs> Don't play with grace So I always say that If you play with a man with grace The grace upon his life will disgrace you When you come into contact with a man with grace Don't play with him If you play with a man of grace If you play with the life of a man with grace The grace upon his life Will, will disgrace you You know what I'm um, one lady said that why is it that sometimes um, when, when we pray for grace and we pray for grace and then we receive the grace and then the grace disgraces people listen the truth is that if you touch a man with grace you have touched God <laughs> if you touch a man with grace <laughs> if you dare touch a man with grace that is why we are not supposed to play with grace sir Do you know that we are the apple of God's eye? Do you know? I, I see my mama here. We are apple of God's eye. But the truth is that some of us, we claim we are apple, but we are not. Because we don't have that grace to be. We are living our lives anyhow, so the enemy can touch us anyhow. But if you are careful with your life, 
And if you are living under grace and walking under grace, and if it is grace that has kept you, brought you this far, listen, you become the apple of God's eye. I'm talking about a man full of humility. A man that it doesn't matter the amount of grace that is upon his life, is always ready to humble himself. Now, today's generation. Please, can you hear me? Okay. Today's generation. The truth is that because because of because of pride, we can't see the grace of old because of pride. Ahomaswenti. We can't see some 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 anointing in action because we are full of ourselves. The persons the person singing unto God, feel me, Lord, feel me, Lord, is already full. Feel me, Lord, and use me, Lord, is already full. Possess me, Lord, is already in the possession of sin. How do you want the Lord to possess you? How do you want the Lord to use you? How do you want the Lord to fill you? Some of us, we are, we, are, we are full of bitterness. Yet, we are standing before children of God and men of God. If you are a vessel in this house, I advise you. And I also pray for you as well. The Lord is looking for men to anoint. The, men, the Lord is looking for men to grant unto them His grace. The Lord is use, looking for men to use in this end time. May you be that man. May you be that woman. And if you want to be that man, if you want to be that woman, then please empty yourself so you can receive more of God. Empty yourself so you can receive more of God. More about you, Jesus. Empty yourself. It is when you are able to empty yourself that is when you can receive the fullness of heaven. A man that is already full cannot be filled. A vessel that is already full cannot be filled. A man that is already full can never be filled. Grace is knocking. Who is ready to open? Grace is working. Grace is looking for man. Grace is looking for a man to fail. Who is ready to receive that grace? Sir, if you think that the Lord will deny you grace because of your background, it's a lie. The only person that will be denied is a man, a woman that is proud. So if you don't belong to the category of pride, then I am here to tell you today that your background cannot put your back to the ground. Listen, I am here to tell you this afternoon that what you have been through cannot stop the grace of God from manifesting in your life. I am here to let you know that the family you are coming from cannot deny the grace of God from, 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 from taking you far. Listen, that I am here to tell you that your financial status 
cannot stop the grace of God from flowing in your life. Your marital status cannot stop you. Cannot stop the grace of God from using you. Your educational background cannot stop the grace of God from using you. Because one thing that the grace does, that is so beautiful, is that it looks for men who are nobody. It looks for men that, that the world has rejected. It looks for men that are empty. One thing that grace does is that it looks for men that the world has rejected. My God. So maybe you are you on this platform, you are like, this, what this man is saying, how can I enjoy it? Because I, I don't I, I don't come from a good family, sir. I am not preaching to men who are coming from a good family. Whether you are coming from a good family or not, grace is always knocking. Grace is always looking for men. Whether you come, whether you are rich or not, I am not talking to whether you are rich or not. I am addressing the status that grace, grace can make you. Grace can make you. Grace can make you. Grace can take you far. Grace, when it locates a man, can change your status. I said in a second. May you come into contact with that grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you come into contact with that grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray this prayer. Whatever you are, I want you to tell God that, Oh God, fill me with your grace. I empty myself for your feeling. I empty myself for your feeling. Fill me this afternoon with your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fill me Lord. Fill me Lord. Fill me Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you lift up your voice and pray this prayer? Kada dabaha. Rubidus kadibranda. Lefendios karaha. Rekosedave. Fill us O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fill us, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Fill us, O oh God. I empty myself.